everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely, horrible, nasty video game ideas and turn them into the next AAA video game titles. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rea. And I am your other, far more indomitable, far more unstoppable, far more incriminating host, AJ Hart. What about you as incriminating? I've done thousands, if not hundreds. Sorry, my mic seems to be a little bit hot. Let me just fix that. I've done thousands, if not hundreds, of different criminal acts that I will never face uh, criminal jail time for. Hold on, but no, 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 no. I, I don't think that's how the word incriminate. This is a flex, by the way. That's not me. Like, that's not me. Like, <laughs> confessing. That's a flex, and I everybody mean, loves that about me. Everybody I, loves AJ, my criminal I acts. Don't, I don't know if you could flex if you're not using the word incriminating correctly. Incriminating implies you have something that incriminates somebody else. You oh. have incriminating evidence. So, Blake, if you anything, are going to you... jail for being my friend. Congratulations. <laughs> if this anything, is you have the dirt flex. on everybody around you. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you ever think I... about like just coming onto a podcast and just confessing to crimes, just like I left do. and right, every willy-nilly? week. How many, th- dude? It, it, <laughs> if you saw my Twitter mentions about how many people call me out on should I say on spiritual successor? Yeah, every episode is a confession. Like, there's a rule that, or a law or something that was recently passed that does or does not allow you to use, like, rap lyrics as evidence. And I wonder if we could get a law like that what? for What? Wait, podcasts. hold on. Is that because, like, in certain rap lyrics, they're talking about how they're going to, like, like kill? Is that mainly pertains to murder or, like, dealing? Or, like, what is, what is the backstory to that? I don't know. I haven't done more research. Cool, um, bring, it, it. bring it up something where you don't know if it's true or not. Mm, well, no, the, a law was suck. definitely put in, but I did clarify that I do not know if the law was put in to defend the lyrics or to make the lyrics damning evidence. Interesting. I truly don't remember. I just know Weird. that it was there, and I'm really just there to wonder if we can do that for podcasts, because, like, oh. what if... Here's the thing, Blake. We've talked a lot of shit and to yeah. ran our mouths a lot. I've, I've talked like, about many felonies. Yeah, you ever think you ever worry about that biting us in the ass? Mm, no, I'm not because like the cops will listen to it and they'll be like, "Lol, that guy's a dummy." Like, is this a safe space for me to come onto a microphone and say that I've done cocaine off of somebody's ass before? Like, is this a place that I can say that? I mean, can I? I don't. I I don't even know. You're asking me some like high tension questions, and I'm just sitting here like I want to get this podcast rolling so I can continue eating my fries that I'm literally no, staring at on it. my desk. We're in it, and you're we're not getting off it. this ride, and I need an answer from you. Would this be a safe <laughs> space for me to admit something like that if uh, I ever did? It? I mean, I I feel I I feel like you can. Because it's all considered like fiction, it's like a, it's all parody, it's right? Like, com- like this it's is all a comedy, personality right? that I'm playing. Well, it's this like a stand. AJ it's like a stand-up this person. This is AJ talking. Hart, the podcast man. Well, I think it falls into the same category as like comedians telling like old stories about how they like were on like drug benders or like drug things, which like, were yes, always he, jokes, of course. Yeah, yeah, but like we as an audience kind of figure, oh no, there's a, a, there's a seed of truth in this, but because it's a performance art, like I guess we can't. So AJ, I all I'm saying is, if you ever do decide to to do cocaine off of a cosplayer's butt while at Anime Expo circa 2020, 2020, I would respect that. 
Did I name the <laughs> wait? Hold so on. Much. Did, did I wait? Did I hold on? I need to break that down. Did I just name the one year that Anime Expo wasn't happening? Is that <laughs> I the, think you is, just did actually. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I think that's the one that got canceled. <laughs> well, uh, I on the topic of stories, I just wanted to share something really quick that I thought was super cool. It's like it's not a crazy detailed story, but it was just something okay. that pertains to video gaming. So one of my favorite games of all time, and it was really formative for me in terms of my taste in horror and survival video games, was Sonic Unleashed. No, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, it was Dead Space. I loved all three of the oh, games. Okay. All of them super, really, super fucking cool. Um, and that guy who designed all those games, or I'm sorry, wrote those games, is coming out with a completely new game called Callisto Protocol. And it, it yeah, looks... no, I know exactly what you mean. The completely new game that's definitely not another Dead Space <laughs> game. You can tell because of the way that it looks. You can tell the way he stomps on zombies underneath his feet. It's the same. It's the same. You can it's tell so- by the metal shrapnel architecture and the fucking LED strip <laughs> down his back that it's definitely a different video game. You can and tell also by the, the necromorphs <laughs> that it's a different video game. And it's you can not also tell space. by the stasis glove. You know, it's <laughs> a, 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 the plasma cutter gun that shifts form. Yeah, it's 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 a completely new game. I hey, look, I don't care. Like those. I'm totally fine with like games using uh, if it's the same I only creator. Think it's hilarious because EA has announced a Dead Space remake or remaster. I don't know That's if they've right. what it is. It's and a so remake. When I first saw the trailer for the Calypso Protocol on the PlayStation thing like a couple months ago. I remember even mentioning like oh, is this the new Dead Space? And then it kept going, and then at the very end, it was like, the Calypso Project, or whatever. Calypso and I was like, Protocol. Oh, that's you, that's not Dead Space. It's not I, Dead Space, but it's, but it's the same guy. It's the same that's writer. that's it will be. I will never oh. remember the name of it, because I will simply refer to it as not Dead Space. Yeah, totally not Dead Space. Uh, <laughs> but it looks it, good. I'm, I'm like super Dead hyped Space. for that game. I'm super hyped to for that game. For that creator to kind of like tackle space horror again, especially with uh-huh. like the next gen platform, like that's one thing I always think about with like Dead Space was it was so fucking good at lighting and it was so good at sound design and that's something that always stuck out to me. So when I saw Callisto Protocol, I'm like, wow, these sounds are fucking amazing. I would love to meet the person that did them. Guess who I fucking met? The what? guy, yeah, no shit. I met the guy. Um, so my current job is, is I work at this place called DD Microphones, and I'm their content producer. So uh, AJ, you already know this. I'm just explaining it to the audience. So one mm. of my jobs is to reach out to people to have them guest on our Sound 101 show. We guested that dude's wife. Her name is Jody Thomas, and we went to her private Foley studio, and her husband, who was operating the mixing portion of the Foley studio, was the guy who did all of the fucking sound for Callisto Protocol. Guns, combat, monsters, fucking atmosphere sounds, like, like industrial stuff. He was the guy. So, like, literally, I'm on my job trying to... D- I'm on I'm on set trying to do my job while not trying while trying not to geek the fuck out with this guy and just pick his brain of being like oh so how'd you do this sound oh like oh man what was like doing all of the fucking because like that game's so like one of the big things about the Dead Space games is like so did he work on Dead Space as well. He didn't work on Dead Space, but he okay. did. He was like the front guy. He was the lead um, mixer and sound designing recordist, sound design recordist 
for Callisto Protocol. So he okay. was the guy that was like, hey, this is the final sound because I say it's the final sound. And it was Hell just... Yeah. And he was like, it was the funniest thing because that game is so gory and, and just fucking intense, right? Maybe this it's guy, not. We've only seen one teaser. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to assume it's going to be brutal, but the no, guy was it's so... definitely going to be nothing like Dead Space. <laughs> You're right. It's going to be nothing like Dead Space. But talking to this guy was so funny because he was so not that vibe. It was like talking to a dad. He had such hey, like casual, what? calm dad energy. It was so cool. I what think that we as a society need to stop pretending that people that work in the horror genre are somehow all monster people because everyone like is like says like oh yeah the people that do the most fucked up stuff are like subversively the nicest people. Like mm -hmm. what did you expect the sound design guy for that video game to be? Did you expect him to be like a swamp man with hatchets for hands? No. Like, is it a you're, shock you're, that he's a nice gentleman? You're right. You're right. Like I do think that turn that quote of like the quietest minds are the most loud or the most fucked up that kind of shit i do agree with you but it, it, it doesn't negate the fact that it is um off-putting because you're so used to engaging with them or that personality through their content so it's like it's it's like reading junji ito and seeing how fucked up that is and being so your idea of that person being so motivated by the fucked up content that you're just not expecting it, even though it happens all the time. You know, it, like most horror people aren't like Stanley Kubrick, aren't just fucked up individuals. Um, I went and saw a movie called Barbarian this weekend, and it was oh. a scary movie that was very upsetting. Do you know who wrote and directed that? I, I hold on. I do know this. It was the like dude the, from Whitest Kids, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Is I it, listened wait. to an uh, an interview with him and uh, these three women from a podcast called Too Scary Didn't Watch, and it's a very fun interview. But yeah, <laughs> it's not. Wait, it's not the guy. It's not Trevor who passed away, was it? No, no, it's Zach. Okay, Kreger. Zach. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fun man why does kids you know that's a name i haven't thought of in like so long jeez <laughs> but yeah aj enough talk about horror enough talk about cool stories enough shooting the shit i want to talk about video games i want to talk would about want to talk about video games wouldn't I you i would i <laughs> that's not i'll be real <laughs> i was not expecting that sort of blowback <laughs> it's like i was expecting because at this point in the episode i'm so used to age of you being like yeah let's talk about let's get into the actual content you weren't uh, expecting me to throw a little bit of stink at you a little huh? bit of sass you know i like it. i like a little bit of sass aj every now and again it keeps me on my toes aj do you want to give the first mission or do yeah you i do shut up and sit down <gasps> dork <laughs> I'm already sitting down. All right. This comes you... from Gazer on Twitter, at Just Gazer. <laughs> you hate Frank, a game about hunting down and killing the negligent med student who made you out of corpse bits from the university Whoa. graveyard. Whoa. Wait, hold on. You hate friend? You hate Frank. Oh, you hate Frank. Oh, okay. You know, Mr. I you know, Mr. Enstein. Mr. Enstein. <laughs> so Mr. Einstein built you, and now you are the monster of Mr. Einstein. Okay. And man, that guy okay. sucks so much. He made you out of bits of people. Like, he didn't even try to make sure that the fingers were all the same length. You got, mm. like, thumb-sized index fingers. That yeah, he just, wanted to, he just wanted to see if he could. So are we... Okay. 
are we doing some sort of open world bully circa Xbox 360 era open world game that is you are Frankenstein or no, you're Frankenstein's monster or you're oh god, you're no, Frank's monster? You are Einstein's monster you're or, Einstein's or Frank's monster. monster. I want to okay. make it make certain that it is Frank and Sting. Did, did he ever give himself a name? Did the Frank Who? did Frankenstein's monster ever the give monster? like yeah, did because I know in like Penny Dreadful he discovers what his original name was, like the bot, the corpse person he was, uh, the he discovers like what the corpse he was stolen of. God, well, that I don't works know. in Penny Dreadful because it's one dude, but the mm. but the story that we're going off of is the idea that you are a lot of dudes and okay. dudettes. Okay, so do is this because I'm trying to figure out what is like the like ploy here. Are we trying to figure out what we are made of? And is there a power in learning where we are from? Like, so, hey, you discover the real name of the corpse that your hand is made out of. Oh, Do you, you suddenly realize that have you have more the arm ability? of a basketball champion and now you can <laughs> throw balls and Muscle. you can dunk. Holy shit, that's the name of the game, Muscle Memory. So it's every time you learn, like, the the past of the what that part is from, you gain some sort of ability I'll tied offer, to that. Oh, that's very good, Muscle Memory. Okay. <laughs> so, so the end goal can is... I suppose the idea of this being like a beat-em-up game, because the the only thing I can imagine with this video game almost immediately is the incredibly good Xbox 360 generation beat-em-up Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse. I never played that one, but you've talked to me about it on a couple of occasions. It was a fun beat-em-up game where it was very brutal and bloody, but you would sometimes fight an enemy that could chop your arm off, but then if you waited and healed, you would grow your arm back, and then you could pick Yo. up your chopped off arm and beat people to death with it. What the fuck? That was a game? Yeah, <laughs> Splatterhouse awesome. was wild. I actually really liked the 360 era Splatterhouse game. Um, very oh. satisfying beat-em-up. Okay, so can we do a beat-em-up that takes place in a high school? Or like in a yes. co- in a like a in a like a college campus sort of vibe. Yes, we can because it like it immediately just like all of the levels it's are there. Of students. There's yeah, the bass. There's the there's like the student housing building. There's mm-hmm. the academic wing. There's mm-hmm. the athletic department. This thing writes itself. So can we? Okay, so let's talk about what is. So our end goal is is we have been created. We are going to go and beat the fuck out of Frank Enstein. Yes. So was Frankenstein some incel nerd red pill guy that's like, I'm going to I'm going to prove how great I am by creating this monster that I'll serve as my prototype, which led him to taking like which led him to his next invention that allowed him to take over the school. What Can if- I propose this instead of him instead of getting political about it? What if we just make <laughs> from it, what if we just make Frank a real what about Bob type? Like he just like he just sucks to be around, and so like you're running around fighting all these people, and they're like, "What do you want?" Hey, and AJ, like, I'm AJ, gonna re- go kill Frank, and everyone's like, "AJ, oh, really quick, okay, yeah." What makes Frank uh, suck to be around? Um, he makes a lot of fart jokes. Okay, and they're not so- funny. So by sharing your opinion, you've suddenly gotten political. So I, I don't know how our <laughs> by describing what sucks, I hate to break it to you. It's suddenly political either way. No, I, I'm thinking it's more of like the the route I was going is we are 
this prototype that was thrown away by our creator. So that mm-hmm. gives us immediate motivation to one, beat his ass. Two, that. What if we weren't thrown away? What if he likes us and we're just really annoyed by him? Uh, <laughs> real edgelord. Like we wake up and we're like, I hate my create. I, actually, I love that even more. I love that all the fucking more. Cause then like he just won't get off of our back. <laughs> and we keep on talking about how we want to go to cool. We want to go to college prom. But Mr. Mr. <laughs> Enstein won't let us because he sucks and he okay. won't stop making us drink juice. But it's oh. hard to drink a cup of juice when all of our fingers are the wrong goddamn size, Frank. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to okay. kill you over this. Okay, I think what would be kind of fun, so that's maybe the opening of our game, is we are created, we clearly don't give a shit about our creator, we want to go off, they frustrate us because they made us weird, and also they're like, really trying to like, tote us around as their finest creation, we don't like being talked about like that. Yeah, and they keep on like, being like, look at how well he runs, and like, one of our, like, we don't run good, we are so (laughs) off balance, you know what I mean? Like, one arm is like huge and muscly because it's from athletes and the other Mm -hmm. one is like small and super dexterous because it's the arm of a lock pick so to get into that beat-em-up thing um as revenge dr enstein is like i'm gonna get my prize creation back no matter the cost so they take over their school by turning everybody into these like maybe brainwashed zombies or like just something that can attack turns them all into rat people (laughs) sure like he turns them all into like little like what's the name of the guy that was uh his assistant hugo igor igor so it's like a bunch of igor looking dudes um, and the great all... thing is like we could turn each each level into some different things maybe there's one zone where they're all igors maybe mm-hmm. when you go into the athletics department they're all fish people and that works great for the swimmers mm-hmm. and really bad for the golfers it's all like classic kind of movie monster tropes so you got like a bunch yeah. of vampires you got a bunch of werewolves you got a bunch of mummies or like other just other amount like failed experiments or amalgamations and i like but they're this not because... like monstrous they talk like normal people they're just like conditioned and like they see you and their brain tells them that they have to hurt you but they I can mean... talk like normal college students and that's important to me so that we can have a lot of fun in the writing okay so it's <laughs> so I'm there's some i want this thing to radiate early 2000s beat them up so ridiculously <laughs> i want this to feel like you're playing lollipop chainsaw but without all the weird sex like sexual and homophobia energies okay i don't want the homophobia thing but i'm like fuck nah man do sexy sexy energy is fun that's like that's what made early 2000s xbox early 2000 xbox do you think that they're going to look like leave all of the weird problematic jokes in lollipop chainsaw when they do the remake do they remove those jokes because they don't because like that's totally fair if they do they're remaking it they have the ability to remove things that shouldn't be there or in like that, that don't age well and are going to hurt people's feelings but there's a small part of me that almost wants to leave it as is and maybe throw a warning on it yeah but then but then it's i i honestly i feel what you're talking about is a very good conversation i don't think it's the conversation that's not a that, fair conversation for this podcast yeah like you you us being like chuckle yeah us being chuckle fucks i mean like no i i feel like it, it's okay to weigh in on like is the preservation of media you know it, it helps like 
prevent like history from repeating itself and all that stuff. But it's also like I'm, I, 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 I dude, I want to, I want to make zombie beating the shit out of. Cal- Plus, there's <laughs> so much more important <laughs> like, things to be concerned yeah. about them keeping in the video game because I'm so worried they're going to remove the music. Oh, do you, okay. Actually, no. I do have one question about removal. Do you think they're going to remove the achievement for trying to look up her skirt? They should remove that one, actually. It's, they should remove that one. And I feel like that... I can't believe that that's a fucking thing. Oh, God. Okay. The okay. early 2000s certainly were the early the 2000s, aughts. and there's a lot of problems with that. The aughts ought to be left in the past. Ooh. Um, okay, so let's go on to another game. How about that? Okay, hit me. This one comes to us on Twitter from Soupy Boots at Maxo underscore Goots. Man door, hand hook, car door, game the. I just want to. Can you read that to me backwards now? I just want to double check. <laughs> the game door, car hook, hand door man. I think this is like a reference to that. No, like, it didn't dumb... help at all the other way around, actually. <laughs> I was really hopeful that like it would make something unlock in my brain. I, well, I know this is like, I. <laughs> This is going to be really fucked up, and this is going to be sucky for people to play this. But it got me thinking about, um, what if you played a horror game where all of, like, the dialogue bubbles or, like, all of the conversations were, like, mixed up like this? Is it possible to do a horror game that is so fucking hard to just understand that makes... Your I'm sorry, you said mixed up game. as if the sentence that you said has any way that it could be rejumbled to make sense. Uh, I think it could. Um, oh, uh, yeah? Do it. The hook man car door. Yeah, do- go on. There's door twice, and that's the thing that's fucking <laughs> Yeah, there's door twice, and there's no <laughs> verb. So, like... <laughs> um, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me try it one more time. Uh... Hook car door, man the game door. <laughs> yeah, that's all, I, that's all I got. No, but I I, I want to do a game. Hey, I'm trying to because like I've been a little insight into my life right now. I'm currently watching a let's play of a visual novel about why about Cthulhu mythos waifus. And it has to be probably one of my favorite, favorite pieces of gaming in a long time. And please, please, AJ, I want to play this game with you either on the channel or just (laughs) as a person. Cause it's just, it is so stupidly funny. Um, so this kind of got me in that mindset of like, okay, one of the things about Cthulhu mythos is that there are words that are so hard to understand, um, you or pronounce. You would need two tongues to say you would need, Yeah, you, yeah, you need two tongues to say certain things, or like your eldritch tongue or whatever. And I'm wondering, could we do a horror game? I got game? my eldritch tongue stuck in my zipper once. <laughs> could we? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> that one hit you twice. I it's, really like that. It's so funny because literally in the Let's Play I'm watching, the, the Eldritch tongue is on your hand. So I'm just picturing like you trying to do the do and you just accidentally get it stuck on your zipper. Because like... <laughs> 
If I know anything about you, if you sprung a tongue anywhere on your body, you would probably be getting up to some nasty stuff with it. And just That's awfully <laughs> judgmental. I mean, it's, hey, I, I, you're not I, wrong, I, what, but it just feels a little of, judgmental. What part of that is judgmental? Did I say it was wrong or bad at all? I'm just saying I know you, no, and you I just, know like, you do it. Assumed that I was gonna like try to get up to activities with that thing, and like you're right. I just like <laughs> I didn't. I've never feel feel felt so seen, but also like, <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> so. Is there a way we can do a roguelite game, which is all about runs, but after each run, the dialogue becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. So it's like you growing like, so it's like you are kind of investigating the Cthulhu mythos or one of the big things about Cthulhu mythos is like the day of ending. It's like the last day everybody in humanity has to live. So could we do a Groundhog's Day thing? Where you are trying to solve this Cthulhu ass mystery on the on the day of ending, and Can I if propose it... to you this in st- instead of the idea of like the words making more sense, you propose the idea of a roguelike, and one thing that's important in roguelikes is the idea of power ups on each of your runs. Mm-hmm. What if power ups were different sentences? And the sentences looked like that hook door door hook car door, and they and the power up stack in that order, and so the power up <laughs> stack. But here's what I'm gonna hit you with: is like the power ups aren't like power ups; they are sentences that you find. So yeah. if you find a sentence that is like, "The sword is fast," then you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, a whole! I know what that one means. That's a real power up." But mm-hmm. if you get something like "sword the fast." Then you're like, that's nothing. That's not a comprehensible sentence. That this I, is no power up. The RNG gave me nothing. I disagree. I don't think you should be handed sentences. What I think is, is you start the game off with a single word, and you need to like, you know, like there are those games where it's like you're improving, and it's like I say one word, you say one word. Uh-huh. That's how the power ups stack. So you could be going through a level. Say you start the uh, level with the word man. Okay, cool. That's like you uh, have the, uh, have a form and you're finding of a other words that you can rearrange to yes. make a sentence or like or, make a truth. Or or it's not that you're like you rearrange it. It's more of like you can kind of pick the words you find in the environment to stack onto it. So it's like man plus door plus hand plus hook plus car plus door again plus game plus the. So it's each run you're creating this just gibberish sentence that dictates your loadout or dictates your current build. How and would it be possibly comprehensible? Um, like, what would that do, door, door, the hook of the game? I feel like it's just you... T- I feel like you become a Cthulhu blob Akira monster by the end of this. So you start off as a regular person, and you just keep getting things amalgamed into your flesh till you're just like a roaming blob, like the end of uh, the end of uh, Inside, where you're just like bits of flesh and hands and objects, and with, but you have all of this power, and you can do crazy things. So maybe what we can do is, is we kind of distill it down... You know what this game reminds me a lot of? It's like a fucked up version of Scribblenauts. Scribblenauts, its whole thing was, hey, type in something you want to create and we will make it happen. And all of that was very expansive, but everything followed these specific rules. Like, and like 
you're talking about an object that can fly. Okay, we the mechanics are always the same for objects that can fly. So mm -hmm. a door will always have the same ob same sort of limitations as anything that has like a shield. Or it's like it's hey, you're part car door, part uh, door, part concrete wall. Things that just like maybe they block. Maybe it's it's just trying to distill them down to their base elements. So, like, a hook, for example, can be something that allows you to uh, attack things with it. Or you can embed it into a wall and do swingy swings with it. Um, or so, getting the word hook in general gives you the option to use a hook. But what if you get hook and sword? Uh, I, I feel like that's just multiple abilities. Like, I think that's kind of where the stank of this game comes, is by the end of the game, you have so many abilities, you can't keep track of everything. Okay. So it becomes like a this bolt, this fleshy bullet hell of just trying to figure out, like, okay, what item do I equip? Like, do you know that feeling of where you're playing a game and you just have too many things in your inventory? And that's yeah, that I overwhelming? Yeah, I games like that. <laughs> it's that overwhelming feeling of just like, what do I do next? What is the point of this? And here's the, the bullshit part of it is like, you can't throw any of it away because there's that part of our, there's that lizard brain in thing in us where it's like, oh my God, I don't want to throw it away just in case I need it. Not me. Um, I'm different. Every time in Elden Ring, when I found a shopkeeper, I sold, if I, if I had something in my inventory and I didn't know what it did, I sold it. I'm not exaggerating. I sold so much stuff. Dude, I, I had keep... zero idea of most of the things in that game. If it was a plant, I, I sold it. If it was a pot, I sold it. If it was a jar, I sold Wait, it. Wait, you it sold the knife, pots? I sold that's it. How you get, that's how you do your throwables, dude. I wouldn't know. <laughs> See, I play the opposite. I, like, I keep everything I, I find in Elden Ring unless it's a duplicate. Then I know it's like, oh, then I don't need. I, I didn't I, even know yeah. I had throwables in that game. You're shitting me. No, you're totally lying. You're bullshitting. Well, how, how how would I know? The, you're bullshitting. Like it, I I don't like, buy when in the that... game. Would I have needed to you to learn how to throw a pot? Uh, okay. Did you complete Alexander Iron Fist Alexander's quest? <gasps> oh my god! I did have to throw a pot. I had yeah, to throw no a slime. fucking shit. <laughs> you throw oil on him. So I, I, that's how, I, bullshit. I knew, I knew you knew how to do throwables. In this yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done with the oil if not. Could I have lit him on fire if he was oiled up? Uh, yeah, you can, that's but the I have point. fire like, pots. Why would I need an oil pot if I have fire? Fuck it, sell them both. <laughs> I like, I like that methodology. So they, coming back to the game, coming back to the game, is you are just, each run you are just becoming this amalgamation of like, oh god, I accidentally turned on my fan. You become this. Each run, you become. There this were amalgamation. cotton balls in that video game, and I still don't know what they were for. Cotton balls and what? In sorry, in Elden Ring, I just remembered that I remember like see. I was trying to remember all of the items that I just sold because I had no idea what they were for. And cotton balls were definitely one. Sorry, I'm still here <laughs> yeah, and I'm still like, like my brain was like, wait, wait, there. what are you talking about? <laughs> Um, okay, uh, I feel like that's kind of a game. Do you want to give me another one? Yeah, I do. Okay, sweet. This comes from Kayla Martin Taylor's version, at Asithius, a detective game inspired by Columbo. You, the player, know who hmm. did it from the very beginning, but you, the character, have to solve and prove it. Wait, is that how Columbo was? 
I guess like, so. I've never seen Columbo. Mm, okay, as far as I know, yeah. If we're can talking I admit about the, something to you? Yeah, what's up? I thought Columbo was a type of stew, like gumbo, but different. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Jesus, no, yeah, that's Columbo. a good joke, isn't it? Isn't it, it a Col- good joke and not the truth? <laughs> Everything we say here is a really funny joke. Uh, yep. <laughs> Nothing here could be used in a court of law. Um, so hey, Columbo- great news. There's 69 episodes of Columbo. Yeah. No, I, what I was just getting at is I feel like Columbo, if I remember correctly, was around the same time frame as Murder, She Wrote. Um, if for those that don't know Murder, She Wrote, great like murder detective uh, not detective, but like a murder mystery thing that had Angela Lansbury. Uh, yeah, the voice of Mrs. Teapot from Beauty and the Beast. Thank beautiful you. woman, beautiful <laughs> woman. Um, and beautiful I think I think pot too. I think <laughs> that, pop, that poppy dumpy. Oh, um, also wonderful voice. Uh, and I think they did like a collab at one point, and that's like all I know about it. So, I mean, also, it's like, is that era where, like, every detective would, like, have a their shirt, like, all the way fucking open? Or am I thinking of a different one? Columbo. On this show, yeah. viewers see the crime unfold at the beginning of most episodes. Oh, wait, never mind. The perpetrator is. The mystery and fun for viewers is trying to spot the clues that will lead to Lieutenant Columbo <laughs> I think to discover you... the culprit watching the tricks he uses to get a confession. Interesting. That, dude, oh, wait, I fucked up. <laughs> What? Columbo was 1968. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it says that right there on the Wikipedia article that I'm looking at. Wait, where? what is Murder, She Wrote? Uh, when, that has to be the 90s, right? Or 1980s? Um, in Murder, defense, She Wrote, 1984. Uh, there was another run oh on God. ABC that was running from 1989 to 2003. Oh. I don't know if it was a different run. Sorry, it might have just been running again. The, col- the collab was with Magnum P.I., which was happening around the same time. Okay. Okay, uh, man, what the fuck is a Columbo? It's just, who's this dude in this dumb jacket? <laughs> okay, so so read me the submission again. So we're trying to do a detective game. It's a murder game mystery game know. or a detective game, but the player knows who done it right at the very beginning. And so you play the game to try to get the player character <sighs> to find out who done it. Okay, let me pitch you on this because I feel like. I, that doesn't have much stank to me. So what if the person that we... If I remember correctly, Columbo was kind of an idiot as well. Um, kind of judgy, but yeah. I mean, no, I mean, no. I think that was like a definitive thing about him. Like he was like he was the kind of a... mystery and fun for viewers is trying to spot the clues that will lead Lieutenant Gumbo to, to discover the culprit. See, people like watching him. He's not an idiot. Uh, well, I mean, AJ, I love hanging out with you and I love watching you. Hey! <laughs> Uh, no, AJ, you're wonderful. You're 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 smart. You're a smart man. Um, but what I'm getting at is is what if our main character was so just just a fucking goober that they the only way they rationalized that they were going to be able to get people to believe that this person murdered them is to recreate the murders themselves. And pseudo frame the person that are they know actually committed the murder. Are you proposing the fielder method to me right now? 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Holy shit. Yes, uh, we're going to... For com- those eagle-eyed <laughs> listeners, Blake Raya just dropped a reference to The Rehearsal, which was a show that we talked about previously. That's right. In between now and whenever previously we talked about it, Blake watched the entirety of The Rehearsal. Holy and shit. And I have not it? been able to pick his brain about it. Uh, um, dude, you and I will have to sit and talk about it. But yes, the fielder method. Um, <laughs> we're going to use a very real, very scientific thing for this game. So our character knows that this is like our this will be kind of like each level is like a monster of the week sort of thing where we are a so the murderer the detective knows who did the murder but then has to recreate the murder scene and and thinks to themselves well hold on how the fuck did they do this yes so they have to go through the steps and then recreate it around the person that they know murdered it but the one change is that they are going to make it to where the a person that can arrest them is there when the murder is happening. So they maybe so maybe what does this entail? You got to steal evidence from the original crime scene to place it at the new crime scene. You got to like remember like oh what were oh, they wearing the to match the profile? Will be so possessed by the idea of the crime that they'll pick up the murder weapon a second time yes. because they'll be like, hey, yes. I remember this knife. I remember mm-hmm. this location. I yes. know what I'm supposed to. If do I know here. anything about murderers, they love reliving the events. So this is. <laughs> They holy shit! I <laughs> they can't help themselves. They, they become possessed in the area that they do a murder. It's, in, it's like and they'll it's just like, reenact it. It's like serial murderers coming back to like the crime scene the next day, where police are conducting their investigation and crowds. It's of people wild are there. that the police officers miss the criminal walking through the house and pantomiming a murder the whole time. I mean, no, 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 no. This is, he didn't, they didn't commit pantomime the first murder. They're pantomiming the second they murder. They pantomimed the second, the morning after. Yeah, the next the mo- morning when the murderer showed up to the house that they killed somebody in, the murderer is pantomiming I, the entire murder. I, I don't think it's this crazy happens. that police always miss that. I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's that. What I think it is, is like, so we're like maybe our main character is like a junior detective. Like they just started in the investigations thing. So I don't know how police office systems work, but yeah, they're new. Fine. They're we a newbie. They're a newbie, and they want to start proving themselves. So like they notice there are these. Uh, he gets a new murder to investigate every week, and that's our villain of the week. So to get in the mind of these murderers, he has to recruit. He basically does a rehearsal of these murders and that means stealing evidence from fucking the evidence locker going back and maybe breaking into the crime scene where they're not supposed to be or don't have the authority to be and conducting their own inter- uh, investigation but unfortunately you broke in not the way that the criminal broke in so you have to break yes. back out to go break in again the correct way <laughs> And I love this because it'll be kind of like sandboxy where it's like you are that's how each level starts is you're given a rough like very vague it's a hitman video game where like there is a correct way that the murderer did the murder and yes. you're running around hitman style trying yes. things over and over again until you get it right because the character yes. will be like yeah that's it that's how he must have gotten here mm-hmm. he must have been mm-hmm. able to drug the soup by throwing a medicine throwing the the drugs in through the window, bouncing it off the back wall and into trick the soup shot, pot. Trick shotting poison. And okay, like, so people now people will be stuck on this level for hours, if not days, trying Sierra, to figure out. Sierra like, uh, they'll be like, okay, 
I know I'm supposed to get the soup drugged, but how did the criminal actually drug the soup? So, okay, one thing that's standing out to me here is, okay, so uh-huh. that makes total sense, what you just said, um, where we kind of go over the murder, and once we solve the murder, then we know how to reenact it. Is there, like, a phase two to each level where we are now we now know that who the murderer is why are i mean i guess that's the thing is no, like I think maybe that's the whole game is like every level is this idea of like you are given kind of the prompt of like okay this was the murder this is where it happened and uh-huh. then you have to go around you have to like go around the police precinct and like find and break like break in and steal the evidence from whoever has uh-huh. the evidence and that'll change every week because like <laughs> Oh, the chief has the evidence, or uh-huh, uh-huh. oh, this and guy took the evidence home for some at-home thing, and then you have to get, gather up all the evidence, and then it opens up into a big world map through the city, and okay. kind of like the one video or the game crime that I'm forgetting scene. the name of. Um, you mean like uh, the, the that one Rockstar crime investigation game? Yes. Uh, L.A. Noir. Uh, L.A. Noir, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I have to say then Neo- go to the crime scene and drive around to there. And then once oh. you get into the crime scene, then it says, okay, now we're Hitman styling this. Oh, How did the murderer God. do this? And then you have I to put all that. the evidence back to where it should have been based on photos that you stole from the – well, no, the photos weren't stolen. The photos were in a portfolio that was put on your desk at the very beginning of the level. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. you forgot to pick up the portfolio? Better hop in your car and drive back down to the police precinct – that portfolio and come back to the murder scene. Can I? Can I add? I want to add a little stank on this. Be. Yeah, I want to. I want to add a little stank on this. So I, I like the idea that we are rehearsing this thing because this feels like a key and peel short to me, and just like the layout of it. it it's it, yeah. It you go so back to the murder funny. scene. You have to put um, everything back where it was, and then your character will have a little sub menu, and like the the character will ask questions, and then you have to like mm-hmm. run around the environment and try to propose different ways that that could yes. have been done. But yes. then it will like tell you yes or no, and then you go back. Okay, well if it wasn't that, what else could it have been? And then you have to mm-hmm. walk around the environment more what i'm thinking is is what if our character is like an ex-criminal like which would make sense why they are the person doing it the way that they're doing it so maybe uh, yeah so like but here's criminal otherwise they wouldn't be allowed on the force no but that's what i'm thinking it'd be kind of juicy if it was like a he was like a criminal that was released from prison just to do this one thing to solve like these these span of murders but guess what the final level do it in secrecy but the final because he's obviously recreate stealing evidence like that's he's still committing illegal shit um but his end goal is that he's studying all these crimes because he wants to commit the perfect crime. No, and that's the final. This the is his final road to level. redemption. Don't do no. this to my little crime. No, boy. I want. I he'll be. Don't do level- this to my criminal junior detective that was in jail <laughs> in juvie and then was released and joined the police academy. In juvie. Don't do this to my baby detective crime. No, no, I think it's like um that one movie. With uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, catch me if you can. He's like, he's like, he's a convict. He's like, he's a bat. He's done bad shit. Crime but they is the decide only life to... he's ever known. Yeah. So he's, but they do let them out, and he, he is somebody that helps, and he is somebody that wants to do it. But maybe by the end of the game, he knows that he needs to commit some murder. Um, because maybe he's got the taste for it, or maybe, maybe, just maybe, he's gonna commit the perfect murderer on the person who's been com- like com- uh, committing 
or uh, like maybe uh, the head person who's been organizing all these murderers up to this point. Who is it? The police chief. The police, <gasps> he has to commit the perfect murder on the police chief who we found out is on the take. He's if, like the person organizing. And only if he realizes in during the final mission that he doesn't have to do the murder and kill the police chief. And he can notify the authorities and he does that instead. I will not let you ruin this person's redemption. I mean, it, it, and nobody's... It, but if... Here's the thing, AJ. I'm not killing budging. So, I'm not no. budging on our fake video game. Let, our let, hero is not let, killing somebody at the end of the game. Do not make my baby crime detective baby. Let, let me let me state my case, and then you can shoot me down. How I've about that? I've listened, and I you have not it. listened. You have not listened. One, he's killing somebody who's clearly a bad person. Two, AJ, if it's the perfect crime, nobody's ever gonna fucking find out. So guess what? He's still a free man. It. You're telling me. If you could kill somebody that was super bad and super evil and nobody would ever, t ever, ever find out. And remember, none of this can be used in a court of law. This recording, just want to remind you of that. If you could kill somebody, AJ, and get away with it, would you do it? Oh, and they're also a bad person. I, I do need to specify that. Well, yes, but I'm trying to create a fictional character that's better than me, Blake. <laughs> that's right. We play we play video games for escapism. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Much like how I know I would be a terrible father, so I have to play God of War to pretend <laughs> what it would be like to be a bad father instead of just a terrible one. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. If I had a baby, they would die in my hands because I don't know childcare. Video games allow me the power fantasy of endangering my child's life with no harm coming to them. <laughs> okay, all right. We're coming up on the end of the episode. We should pick a modifier, um, or we should, we should pick, pick a game a, and then our we modifier. We should pick a game that we think is the one that we're going to publish. I kind, I kind of like this game because it feels like you have an emotional connection to it, and I feel like we should do this this open world, recreate the murder so we can solve the murder mystery. I really like this recreate the murder so you can solve how the murder is. Because it's so fucking goofy. I think goofy. it's very fun. It's such a And the way that we could thing. put some stink on it is by making some of these, like, some of these moments are real skill checks that are difficult. Like, you mm -hmm. and I were proposing the idea of, like, bouncing drugs a through trick shot. a window. <laughs> like, I propose, like, this game is going to get to the point where you have to do 360 trick shots. Like, it will be a real test to be like, is this humanly possible? Wait, you and know the what? The answer is, of course, yes. AJ, you know why I think this game is so fucking impactful to you and I? It's because huh. we're both Danganronpa fans, and all yeah. of that game is about stupid murders, like and complex like, let's murders. Be honest, if you were given the opportunity to try to solve a Danganronpa case by actually moving around the case and, and mm -hmm. like the the like actual like. Uh, crime scene and being mm -hmm. able to like look at it yourself and like follow the trail of blood to down the hallway like it would, it would be, be so fun. much fun it'd be kind of cool like maybe that's we should take some visual like we should steal some visual influence for our game where it's like it's like la noir but like as glammed up as like an anime yeah so it's like that 1930s anime wait has this uh, this has not been done has it isn't I'm, that baka now Bacano? I don't know what Bacano. Oh wait, no, I do know what Bacano is. I I mean, but that's like I don't know. I when thought Bacano that was like I thought that was like nineteen like forties, nineteen fifties Japan, like post World War Two Japan. Uh, I think I don't know. I don't know much about Bacano. I just know it has a banger like opening. Nineteen thirty-two. Oh, okay. So nineteen thirty. All right, uh, there we go. So there. Damn it! I I thought I made something very original, but 
alas, I did not. So we're going to reference some status effects, which are modifiers from our Patreon Discord. If you want in and got some fun ideas, please join us on Patreon. Two, two bucks a month, super cheap. The first status effect I want to read is stabbed by fish they them um, <laughs> I, I love the idea no we, we've talked about the idea one thing we didn't talk i know it's super funny <laughs> it's, just, it's just very on the tin right there one thing we didn't talk about is uh, at what happens when you fail recreating these murders is there a potential that you hurt yourself in the process that maybe you end up dead and maybe there's like some sort of repercussions in that. Whereas yeah, if I like you get caught that, like, in when you're on a scene, like in a scene somewhere you shouldn't be like mm -hmm. you have a health bar because you're going to be trying to do dangerous things, including like, you know, maybe even hurting yourself at some points because you're going to be like, yeah. And then in order for mm -hmm. the criminal to like gain everyone's trust after drug drink, like drugging the soup, he drank some soup straight out of the pot. Exactly. And very exactly. hot. And so when you drink the hot soup to showcase, to like reenact it, you lose a little bit of health. Yes. If you lose so all of your health, you I do love that. have to restart. I love that. From but that, the beginning. But, but the cool part of that is, and this I think is really unique, it implies that certain crim crime scenes, you're going to need to get hurt because the person got hurt during yeah. the crime scene. And there's like a puzzle because that kind of plays against our lizard brain thing of like, oh, no, my health went down. That means I'm doing something bad. In this game, it's part of the process. Like It yeah, could be my... part of the process. You could be way off the mark and just be hurting yourself. <laughs> so or status effect stabbed. How do we yes. have this? How does this be? How is this the a moment you get that we are going to see <laughs> regularly? <laughs> The moment you get stabbed, you are then on a bleed out time. So bam, you have only, I don't know how long it takes to bleed out, but like certain cuts are worse than others. So let's say you have two minutes to solve the crime scene or play back the crime scene in your head um, to completion or act it out to completion before you bleed out. So you need to, you are then basically given a timed um a time oh, that's challenge fun yeah and then you would yeah. have to get to, you would have to figure out exactly how it was done by or like do whatever it is that the actual criminal mm -hmm. did within the next mm -hmm. two minutes or you would pass out and bleed on the floor and everyone would be like what the hell is wrong with our little crime uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh. and then you get like maybe you get <laughs> a fun like visual novel thing where it shows you what an ending is like but then it immediately spawns you back at the level so it's like after you bleed out you wake up in the hospital and there's your chief like saying like god what an idiot give me your badge you know stuff like just something that plays like old arcade games i think are a good example like where if you be if you lose in an arcade game it gives you like a really fat like a really quick kill screen and then it gives gives you up and continue i think it could be something like that um yeah. i've got another status condition for you yes yes this comes from gazer status condition the acting bug blake Ooh. have you seen boondock saints um would you be mad if I said no? I would be incredibly mad if you said <laughs> no. So, But good news, it's a podcast and nothing we say here is incriminating. Uh, you can also just lie and I'm going to explain the Boondocks Saints reference. Wait, hold on. Anyway. Actually, wait. No, no, no. Can I give you my understanding of Boondocks Saints um, yeah. based off of the game? Um, oh, my God. Uh, Rad. Oh, fuck. What's that one? The bro game, Bro Force, was it Bro Force? Yeah, Bro Force was the game that we played that did have a reference to the Boondock Saints. What do you think the Boondock Saints is about? 
it's two brothers uh-huh. that wear <clears throat> dual wielding pi- that have start. dual wielding pistols, and uh-huh. they also wear black suits. And their dad is also in the business of wearing black suits and dual wielding guns, but like he's older and like more experienced. So the Boondock Saints is about two <laughs> Irish brothers that end up deciding, whoa, hey, we accidentally killed the fuck out of a Russian mobster. We're pretty good at this and also have decided that God has chosen us to kill Russian mobsters. Oh, okay. Um, and so the way that those <laughs> scenes work in this movie is the guy, you watch the Boondock Saints go up and set up for a raid on some mobster. And then it oh. cuts to black. And then we go to the detective, Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe, the detective, gets called to a scene, and holy shit, we just created the Boondock Saints video game because then Willem Dafoe who's like looks at the crime scene and then starts walking around the area pantomiming, being like, oh, and then they did this. And when he says, like, oh, yeah, they came up to this door and they just blasted straight th- through the door. You then cut back to that night with the Saints, and the Saints shoot through that door just like Willem Dafoe said they would. I and don't then you think go back pantomiming to is like... I don't think pantomiming is unique to Boondock Saints. Like, I feel like detectives playing. Fuck! Look, it it happens in Batman: Arkham Asylum. Like, he's he. Like, it's visual. more of just like Willem Dafoe's like going through, being like, "Oh, and this is how they did it," and he's acting through it. Here's the uh-huh. thing: as the as the movie of the Boondock Saints goes on, Willem Dafoe's acting and pantomiming gets more and more ridiculous and more and more wild as he is trying to understand what the fuck these dudes did to kill these mo- Russian mobsters. Interesting. The acting okay. bug as the status effect would be a moment where our character is hamming it up too much. It's the point when, like, you're, the character's like, and then the murderer trounced through this hallway, killing everyone inside. Like, it's the part where they're just, like, being too extra about it. They're being a how, real theater do, kid okay. about that. That's, that's real theory, but what's the practical? Like, how does that translate into like actual gameplay because it's not like you can just as a character shrug your shoulders and go oh the acting you know i'm there trying to figure dialogue out like, what checks every now and again during the great during the big reveal scene when you finally pull off the final like reenactment there will be dialogue mm-hmm. checks every now and oh again. my god you wait and so you it, have to perform when you have this the acting in front of the bug, chief the two, the little like selector will drag towards a like the wrong thing because oh. the character's like in the heat of the moment and acting out too much. Oh, interesting. I I still don't quite know how that works. Like, is it so? We'll do a dialogue option. Like, you have four different dialogue choices, and each dialogue choice will be like. Uh, top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right, and you'll mm-hmm. have to move your cursor to the thing that you want to say to the po- like, say the police chief that's in the scene. But if mm-hmm. you are affected by the acting bug, your cursor is going to drag left instead of right, and so you have okay. to like try to fight with the acting bug to get to the selection that you actually want. That mm-hmm. is the mechanical effect of the acting bug, but what it is narratively is the idea that your character is overacting and needs to reel it in. Otherwise you're going to lose your audience. Um, I, I, I still am not all that into it because it doesn't necessarily, I don't feel like it translates to like, like quantifiable gameplay, you know, like I just don't mm. understand how it's like, it, it, and especially if this is a game about getting it exactly perfect, it, I don't think there's You'll room for, You'll have to still like, explain how, like, why the dude was doing it. That's probably all dialogue checks, right? Like, how he did it is all in the, like, 
execution, but why he did it would probably be a check of hmm. dialogue. Right? I, maybe. I don't know. Like, it, it, it feels like... It, 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 I don't know. Like, I like the vibe of the acting bug because it pro- fits... Your problem is that it feels like a layer that we're tacking onto the side and not, in like, actually built into the gameplay maybe, systems that maybe, we've currently cr- maybe formed, I, right? Is I, that your I, issue? No, it's just, like, I don't... I, I guess kind of because we talked about this game being very, like, you are sandboxy. And I feel like there aren't a lot of dialogue-like decisions in... Like yeah, sandbox I see things. what you mean. Yeah, okay. So well, it's it's more well. Then we'll it, scratch it. But I think it was an interesting thing to discuss and conceptualize. Okay, could okay. But I mean, I don't want to ditch it. I, let's give two more minutes, and because this was a submission, it was very kind of them, and I do want to kind of take a crack at it. Could we look at the acting bug as something like a build-up meter that makes when you're trying to do these like trick shots or these basically quick time events it makes those quick time events go faster or the window that you can select things it's less smaller like acting bug like bad and more like acting bug i'm on fire right now i've got the acting bug and i get it i can see exactly what he did and so if you've yeah, done like if you've, like ch- if you've clicked two things into place very quickly then your character will have the status the acting bug and you'll get mm-hmm. an extra clue or perhaps even the ability to slow down time to make one of those like other trick shots more like easier to pull off. Oh, there you go. So it's basically like it's their version of dead eye, you know? Yeah. Or it's yeah, so it's, it's something that you can score maybe the acting bug is our video game's devil trigger. It is the, you know what I mean? Like it is the no, it's on brand. That you it's on able brand. To activate yeah. so that you can make some of those harder skill checks a little bit easier. It mm-hmm. is what you would mm-hmm. activate so that you can sneak past four people in so, one hallway. So it is what you would we... activate so that you can make the three sixty no scope while riding in the back of a car easier to manage. So can we do this? So maybe to really send this home, what if this is a police officer? Uh, that's kind of like at the end of their detective career. No, and we've so- already no, decided no, no, no. they are a th- ex-theater kid criminal <laughs> who went to Turned juvie detective. and has been released from juvie and is now a junior detective <laughs> who is on his way to try to who is on their way to try to re- like reconcile and rectify their life and during their and combine their, quest their two strongest skill glory, sets acting and cracking. And uh, criminal criminal activity. heads, <laughs> criminal activity, and during their incredibly good <laughs> return to grace, they realize that they might have to take the life of the police chief. Oh, but they decide not to. But they decide or, not to. But <laughs> thank you for thank what you we, for bending. What are we call, What are we calling this this game? <laughs> uh, what was the submission? Uh, you you were the one that submitted it. This was a game inspired by Columbo. I just remembered that. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a Columbo. <laughs> Can we call this Columbo, too? No. We can't just. That's so lazy. We can't. I, uh, you and I, can, we can do better than that. Can so, we call okay. it Columbo the game? I would argue that there's <laughs> a case to be made about us reinvigorating the Columbo brand. AJ, no hold one, on. No, no, one's no, no, no. I have it. AJ, decades. I have it. 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 Okay. The Columbo method. 
<laughs> that's a game, babes. That's yeah, a game. It's a game, babe. Oh, let's go to patch notes. Let's go to patch notes. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to patch notes. I have excellent news for you. You can listen to more of me and Blake interacting and playing video games. Isn't that great <gasps> news for you, dear Ooh. listener? Ooh. I Maybe want more people to listen through and watch through our playthrough of Undertale. We've been having a great time. It's basically the 20th anniversary of Undertale or something like that. Not 20th, 10th anniversary. You know what? I, it's hard to imagine a time before Sans Undertale. To celebrate the 10th anniversary of Undertale, Blake and I are playing through Undertale for the first time ever. And we've been having an absolute blast. So if you yeah. want to celebrate those little skeletons 10 years later, come hang out with us. <laughs> and if Undertale isn't your flavor or you want to watch a series that's already complete, we have a complete playthrough of Dead Rising 2. We also have another playthrough of It Takes Two. Lots of like parent-themed games I'm realizing here. Eh, well, uh, who, kn- who knows? Um, check us out on Spiritual Suck Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at Spiritual Successor Podcast. With that being said, that's going to be where we leave the episode this week. As always, I have been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. The intro and outro is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games. That should not be made. Howdy.